0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello and welcome to the dream team professor podcast in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in march with our sun dream team transfers we're going to start by looking at fixture volume and difficulty and then we're going to go through and highlight the top players to target from each of these teams so starting with fixture volume we have on the left hand side of the screen if you're watching on youtube we have the number of fixtures each team could potentially play in march So you have Man United with a possible seven, and West Ham with a possible seven. Uh, The reason this is possible, and I've put an asterisk next to these teams, is because these teams could either lose a fixture or change the fixture in game week 27, depending on FA Cup results. Some took place yesterday, and some are going to take place tonight. So Man United have a possible seven. West Ham have a possible seven. These could become six. Arsenal have six. Chelsea have six. Liverpool could have had six. That's now gone down to five after um, fulham beat leeds yesterday Um, brentford now play six brighton play six man city have a possible five spurs have a possible five and then newcastle and leicester definitely will play five there are other premier league teams that you can choose from but i don't think they're worth considering in march so i'm going to be leaving those ones out so the teams that could have affected um, fixture volume start with manchester united so they could have a possible seven fixtures Um, Basically, they'll have seven fixtures if they go on to beat West Ham tonight in the FA Cup. But because their opponent would have been Brighton, Brighton beat Stoke yesterday. So Brighton will be playing in the FA Cup in game week 27. Um, So if United end up losing to West Ham, they'll have a blank fixture that game week. But if they go on to beat West Ham, they'll now have a rearranged FA Cup fixture. West Ham, it kind of works the same way around. West Ham were due to face Manchester City in the Premier League. Um, City just went through yesterday against Bristol so if West Ham can beat Man United in the FA Cup they will have an FA Cup fixture on that weekend but if they don't Manchester City now have another FA Cup game so West Ham will blank on that game week that is game week 27. I've highlighted the rest of the possible outcomes here as well so Brighton as we just mentioned they have beat Stoke um, so they'll have an FA Cup fixture that week. They are due to play Manchester United um, so Brighton will play anyway but they're due to play Man United if Man United beat West Ham they will have an FA Cup fixture. City have just beat Bristol City, so they'll have a rearranged FA Cup fixture instead of their Premier League game against West Ham. Spurs, if Spurs can beat Sheffield United or Southampton beat Grimsby, then obviously they'll have FA Cup fixtures on that weekend. Liverpool, they would have been due to play Fulham, but Fulham have beat Leeds. Game week 27, they will now blank. And Brentford, Brentford will definitely play six games now because Leeds failed to beat Fulham. I hope that does clear things up. Um, But these fixtures will update on places like FF staff or in the Dream Team app fairly soon after these FA Cup fixtures have finished. Then on to fixture difficulty. And just a quick reminder before we do this, I'm going to run through all of the possible fixtures in March. If you are just interested in the players to target, you can skip. There's timestamps below and you can just skip straight to uh, the players to target from each team. I've got a graphic up here from FF Stuff which shows you how many games each team are going to play and you can change the arrows around so it counts the amount of fixtures. Obviously it's a difficult time to do this because of what I said previously the FA Cup fixtures do change things a little bit so I'm going to highlight it in this video but that um, column where it says Friday the 17th of March that is the uh, game week where the fixtures could be affected by the FA Cup so some of these fixtures either could blank or could be rearranged for FA Cup um fa cup tires so i'm going to start with arsenal as my best team to target and this is solely based on my opinion so maybe it's biased but personally looking at these fixtures, these are the this is the order that i think um i would be targeting the teams so arsenal have six fixtures in march um these are bournemouth at home sporting away fulham away sporting at home Crystal Palace at home and then Leeds at home. So six fixtures and I do think all of these look winnable. Um, It's obviously not as straightforward as that. Arsenal are in the title race at the minute and having those Europa League fixtures chucked in um, could make the following games a little bit difficult with travel etc. But I do think these six fixtures for Arsenal are the best um, fixtures to target in March. Uh, Man United, I'd say a, a real close second, and I can understand the argument for putting them first, to be honest. They have a possible seven fixtures, so they have slightly one more game than Arsenal if they do go through in this FA Cup game. Um, so they face Liverpool away, they have Raoul Betis at home in Europa League, they have Southampton at home, they have the return leg away at Betis, and then that Brighton fixture that one's going to be rescheduled now they'll leave a blank or if they go through against West Ham tonight they'll have their FA Cup game placed there so pretty much ignore that Brighton one. Newcastle away and then Brentford at home so potential seven fixtures for Man United it still is looking really good for them and the fixtures are pretty good still Um, obviously Newcastle could be a tough one but they have just beat Newcastle um, in the Carabao Cup final. Liverpool, that's always going to be a tasty game and those European uh, European fixtures are going to be fairly tough still but I do think Man United are in a good moment at the minute um, so they should be pretty good for March. Man City, this is a slightly difficult one because they have a potential of five fixtures, or well, they will have five fixtures actually now they've beat Bristol City um, but they're still going to be playing potentially less than Uh, Two less than Man United and one less than Arsenal. So that is one thing to consider. And they do have a lot of rotation as well. So there's a chance that all of the the players that you put in might not play all of these five fixtures either. Very high chance actually. So that puts me off Manchester City a little bit. But they still have really good good players and a really good team. So they face Newcastle at home in the first game. They don't have a midweek fixture that week. Uh, Then they face Crystal Palace away. They have RB Leipzig at home in the second leg of their Champions League game. Then that West Ham game now. So that one is called off. Um, They'll have an FA Cup fixture instead. And then they face Liverpool at home. So fairly tough run, but Manchester City and Man City, they can beat anyone. Um, So I think they're still a good team to target. But you do have to consider that they're going to have less fixtures than some of these other teams. Then I'm going to come on to Spurs then. So Spurs, they've had back-to-back clean sheets and they are looking a little bit better recently. Still not blowing teams away, um, but they are one that I could potentially be looking at to target in March. So they face uh, Wolves away. They have AC Milan at home in the Champions League second leg. They have Forest at home. They have this in the week that could be an FA Cup reschedule one. Um, That's Southampton, but... Obviously, that's based on how Southampton and Spurs get on in the FA Cup. So, we could pretty much rule that one out. Um, and then Everton away. So, five fixtures potentially for Spurs. Um, they could dip down to four. But um, I do think both of the teams are favourite to qualify in that one. So, I think Spurs probably safely should have five fixtures. Liverpool, they had a potential to have six fixtures. But they now definitely play five due to the results. Yesterday, so Fulham beating Leeds in the FA Cup means that where Liverpool are out, they will have a blank fixture there. So Liverpool face Man United at home, so a hard game in that first one. Man U at home, they have no midweek fixture, they have Bournemouth away, they have Real Madrid in that second leg game, which I don't think they'll be turning around, so they'll be going out of the Champions League. Then they face, well, it's down as Fulham at home, but I think that one, well, that one is now scrapped. And then they have Man City away and Chelsea away. So Liverpool do have some real tough games there actually. So Man United at home, that's a tough one. Bournemouth is a good fixture. Real Madrid away at the Bernabeu, that one's going to be awful. Um Fulham is rescheduled or cancelled. Man City away, Chelsea away. So five fixtures now for Liverpool and they do look fairly tough. But I'm going to put them right up there because they still have got some good players to target. So West Ham, they have a potential of seven fixtures. Um, this is quite an interesting one. They have Manchester United in the FA Cup tonight. So it could dip down to possibly six fixtures. Um, and their run is where they've got the Europa League Conference coming up. They have Brighton away. They have AEK Larnaca in the Europa League Conference. They have a home game against Villa. They have that second leg in the Europa League Conference. Then they face City away, Southampton at home and Newcastle at home. So obviously there are some tough fixtures here, but West Ham are starting to pick up their pace at the minute. They did look quite good in the previous fixture, um, and they do have the volume as well. But you are betting on a team that has sort of been mixing it down in the relegation zone. So it is a little bit of a risk, but they do have the volume. So this will be an interesting one to look at in a minute. Um, Then Brighton with six fixtures. That is now confirmed because they've gone through in the FA Cup. So they have West Ham at home, they don't have a midweek, they have Leeds away, Crystal Palace at home, they have FA Cup fixture to be scheduled, they have Brentford at home and Bournemouth away. Then on to Newcastle then, Um, so they only have the five fixtures in March and they have some fairly tough ones in there and so people are really starting to move off of these Newcastle players at the minute Um, and quite rightly so because they have Man City away in the next game, Um, they face Wolves at home, they have Forest away that Manchester United at home following that and then they have West Ham away so some pretty tough fixtures thrown in there Wolves and Forest do look like fairly good fixtures West Ham looks okay but they are sandwiched between Manchester United at home and Man City away so it's going to be quite hard to navigate if you do want the Newcastle players in there then on to uh Chelsea who have a guaranteed six fixtures and the fixtures do look really good for Chelsea but there's one problem they've been rubbish. Um, so six fixtures, they have Leeds at home, Borussia Dortmund at home in that second leg of the Champions League, they have Leicester away, Everton at home, Aston Villa at home, and then Liverpool at home. So we've got, well, five out of those six fixtures are all home games. So that does look pretty good, but obviously you will be betting against form. So if you think you could, they could turn it around, it could be a good one, but it's not looking good at the minute for Chelsea. Um, Brentford, They've now got guaranteed six fixtures. So they face Fulham at home, Everton away, Southampton away, Leicester at home, Brighton away and then Manchester United away. And the last team that I'm going to cover for March is Leicester with their five fixtures. And these are going to be Southampton away, Chelsea at home, Brentford away, Crystal Palace away and Aston Villa at home. So three pretty good fixtures towards the end. Obviously that Chelsea home fixture is not one to fear as much as you previously would have. And then Southampton away, also looking like a fairly good fixture. So some good ones there for Leicester if you do think they can have a good month. Right, so coming on to my team, Arsenal, then first. Um, So we have Bournemouth at home, Sporting away, Fulham away, Sporting at home in that Europa League second leg, Crystal Palace at home and Leeds at home. So I do think this is a really good run for Arsenal players if they can get... Close to maximum points as well. It's going to be really on in the title race. It does get a lot harder in April for Arsenal, but I do think this is a really good time to capitalize on the Arsenal players on Dream Team. Um, So I'm going to start off with Saka at 4.8 million. He's got 10 goals and 9 assists so far this season. Um, I do think it's quite a toss up between Saka and Erdegaard at the minute for that midfield Arsenal role. Um, it's up to you, and it probably comes down to budget a little bit as well. Saka 4.8, Odegaard 3.4. Odegaard is still up there with goals and assists. He's got eight goals, six assists. Um, I've just recently moved from Odegaard to Saka, as I just think there's a bit more upside with Saka at the minute. He's scoring more goals, he's assisting more, and he is the penalty taker, if we are ever awarded any, um, which I think we deserve one against Leicester. Uh, with Saka getting brought down so if he was given that one which I think it was the uh, referee after the game said he thought it should have been a penalty it could have been a different story we could have had another goal there for Saka and um, so I think Saka has the most upside but I don't see anything wrong with choosing Odegaard as well one thing I would say though with those midfield slots or those striker spots Eddie Dzeko, Martinelli and Trossard are all taking minutes off of each other at the moment so I wouldn't be looking at any of those players to be honest with you Eddie Nketiah had been starting the majority of games up front for Arsenal, but he was rested for Trossard in the previous game, um, and Trossard did pretty well. So I do think there's a chance that um, Trossard could get a few more games in that striker role, and I do expect that when those Europa League games come as well, um, Eddie, Martinelli and Trossard will be the players that are mixed around quite a bit. Odegaard's probably got more chance of being rotated than Saka, in my opinion, but when I look back at the Europa League... Um, fixtures from the group stages both Saka and Erdogan started two games each and came off the bench four times so exactly the same amount of um, starts and appearances in the Europa League for both of them but I do just think that Saka when it comes down to the crunch and the knockouts I think Saka is more likely to play than Erdogan but then coming on to defence so looking at these fixtures um, Sporting away uh, sorry Bournemouth at home Sporting away, Fulham away, Sporting at home, Crystal Palace at home and Leeds at home. There are some really good games and then against teams that aren't scoring a lot of goals at the minute either. So Bournemouth and Crystal Palace really stand out um, as fixtures. Both at home and these teams aren't scoring a ton of goals at the minute. And Arsenal's defence has been fairly good recently. Um, So we're going to come on to defenders because I think these will be quite good to target. You've got Gabriel at 3.6 million. He's got the most points out of the Arsenal defenders. You've got Ben White closely behind him at 4.1. He's got the second most. Um, Then Zinchenko at 3.6 and Saliba at 2.7. So Zinchenko and Saliba aren't really up there um, when it comes to points at the minute. And I've got a little table down here in the bottom left. Um, I took the data from FF stuff. Um, So Gabriel and White, 106 points and 101 points and then Zinchenko's only on 57, and Saliba's only on 71. Um, however, Zinchenko did play quite a few less fixtures, so he's played 21, where all of the other players are around the sort of 30 mark, so he has played less games, um, but then when you look at his points per game, 2.7, um, if he did sort of boost those, uh, boost those games played up, he still would be quite below um, the likes of the others as well, so... Zinchenko's one that I'm not completely sold on at the minute. I do think these fullbacks would be really good to target with the Europa League. If they don't start Mikel Arteta, uh, Arteta does seem to bring the uh, the fullbacks off the bench. So I do think there's a good chance if Zinchenko wasn't to start against Sporting, which I think Tierney will start, I do think Zinchenko will end up coming on the pitch at some point. So he still is a really good player to target. It just doesn't quite have the numbers of these other defenders. And when you look at seven ratings as well, you've got Ben White with 12 seven ratings, Gabriel with 11 seven ratings, and then Zinchenko and Saliba down there with six and five. Um, so Ben White and Gabriel do seem to be getting the rating points quite a bit more than the other two. Um, and then when it comes to uh, Europa League games as well, um, Gabriel started four Europa League games and then played one off the bench. Versus Saliba, for example, if you wanted to go the centre-back route, Saliba only started two and then didn't didn't have any bench appearances. So Gabriel over Saliba, when you're looking at centre-backs, it probably looks like the best way to go. And then full-backs, um, Ben White started two in the Europa League and then played three off the bench. So like I said, there's only one game he didn't feature in in the Europa League, even though he only started two. Um, so there is a lot of rotation in those full-back positions. So Ben White is still a fairly good option. But he's 4.1 million, which is a bit more expensive than the others. Then Zinchenko, this is a tough one because Zinchenko actually had no Europa League starts. Um, they did come off the bench once. But I think this could be a little bit skewed because I have a feeling that he was injured around that um, Europa League time. So I might not read too much into it, but Tierney did start every Europa League game. Um, so if you are hoping to get Zinchenko in your team, I'd expect that he only makes bench appearances in these um, Europa League games, in my opinion anyway. So if I had to rank these defenders um, in terms of most appealing to bring in, I'd probably say Gabriel's the most appealing for me. Um, He's got a lot of attacking threat from corners, but he just seems the most nailed as well. So I'd say Gabriel first. The data says White second, but I do think White and Zinchenko, there probably isn't that much between the two of them. And the fact that White is 4.1 million and Zinchenko is three point six. I still think I would maybe lean towards the cheaper in Zinchenko because he has really picked up his form recently. So I still think he's a good pick. And then Saliba, 2.7, still does seem really good value. But as you can see, um, he's not getting as many ratings um, and he's not getting the starts in Europa League. So I'd probably say Saliba is the least favourable option for me from Arsenal. Obviously, you've got the non-starting players like Tierney and Tomiyasu who I'd rate lower than these four. But that is my order for the Arsenal defenders. Then on to Manchester United then. So um, they have the potential for seven fixtures. So they have Liverpool away. Real Betis at home in the Europa League. Southampton at home. Betis away. That Brighton fixture is now um, going to be either an FA Cup fixture or a blank. Newcastle away. And then Brentford at home. So quite obvious picks really to start off with for Man United. Rashford 6.5 million you should have him by now 25 goals and seven assists um, and then I'm gonna say as a pair I really do like Rashford and Bruno I've got this combination in quite a lot of my teams Um, so Bruno at 6.1 seven goals and 10 assists and Bruno's now got 28 ratings from 38 games um, which is the most ratings of any player um and then he's 99 percent owned in the top 100 now as well so bruno and rashford i think are near enough essential for this uh run of fixtures personally so one striker and one midfielder from man united i think this is a really good way to go then on to the man united defenders then so luke shaw 3.8 million i do think he's the best option uh rumors going around that he might miss this fa cup um fixture against west ham this evening um, but he has played a lot of minutes recently and he hasn't been rotating as much as on the other side you've got Dallo and Wambasaka Shaw's got Malassia on his side but they do seem a little bit reluctant to rotate as much as they do with Dallo and Wambasaka so Shaw at 3.8 million he's got one goal five assists and 13 ratings so far this season um, and he's now overtaken Dallo who was up there as the um top scoring defender for Man United for pretty much most of the season despite being injured for quite some time. So I think Shaw is probably the best option in defence for Man United just as long as um, this knock or injury or rest doesn't turn out to be something different. Um, Then Delo at 4 million so they are really close on points. There's not much in it at the minute but Delo has played a lot less games. Um, four million for Delow. He's got one goal, three assists and 14 ratings. So still has more ratings than um, Luke Shaw, but slightly less attacking returns, but there's not much in it. Um, I do think Delow and Shaw are still the best options from Man United in defence just because of the attacking upside. Um, but with Diallo, there is a good chance that he could be rotated quite a bit with Wambasaka, especially as they got so many fixtures. And Wambasaka's been playing really well. Um, like with his one-on-one defending, he's been really good. And even in Dream Team, he's been scoring really well. Um, so I think that Dalo, you've got more risk of rotation, but kind of like with Arsenal, Man United do rotate their fullbacks and. Uh, mid game quite a lot I think it happened in the FA Cup uh, In the Carabao Cup final as well So Dallo come off at it Might have been half time for wan Saka. So a lot of rotation there And if you do have them and they're not starting There is a real good chance they'll come on anyway And get the clean sheet points potentially Then Martinez uh, 4.5 million So he's a bit more expensive than the others And he is a centre back with a bit less attacking upside But he is nailed for pretty much all the games at the minute he Doesn't seem to get many knocks or injuries Or anything like that um, isn't rested that often either so Martinez I mean if you're going for a full block of Man United um, I'd still go short Delo Martinez um, but if you were just picking like one or two Man United defenders I think I still would go short and Delo over Martinez. Juan Bissaka is obviously a fairly good option if you did want to max out the full Man United defence but I'm not going to put him down here because I do think these three are better than him. Um, then De Gea he's probably the only goalkeeper I'm going to mention in this whole run Because I just think he's the best value goalkeeper at the minute Man United have a ton of games And they are keeping clean sheets as well So De Gea at 3.8 um, I still think he's the best goalkeeper to target at the moment Casemiro has been fairly popular um, But I just can't get my head around bringing in a um well, He's not been quite a defensive midfielder, but it just isn't for me at the minute. He has been scoring really scoring really well on Dream Team, getting the Starman Awards, getting the ratings. Um, but it just isn't for me. So he's someone that you could potentially look to target, but I just think there's better options out there. Um, and then Anthony and Sancho. I see people mentioning these quite a bit. I'm not interested in these either. Myself, personally, I do think there's quite a few good midfielders to choose from. So I won't be going Anthony or Sancho. I won't be going Casemiro, um, but there's still maybe some merit in choosing these players. Just a quick reminder that if you're new to the channel, please do like and subscribe for more Sun Dream Team content. If you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. And drop a comment below if you have any questions throughout the video. Then Manchester City then with their five fixtures in March. Um, so Compared to Arsenal and Man United, um, they're going to have less fixtures in this month. Um, But they do have quite a lot of home fixtures. So they've got Newcastle at home. They have Crystal Palace away. They have RB Leipzig at home in the Champions League. Um, Obviously that West Ham game actually is now going to be rearranged because they'll have an FA Cup fixture there after beating Bristol. But then they have Liverpool at home as well. So five fixtures, they're okay. There's some tough ones thrown in there. We'll have to wait and see who they get in the FA Cup but like I said, Man City can beat anyone, so I still wouldn't be taking Manchester City players out of your team en masse, but it is one thing to consider. Um, I'm going to start with Phil Foden, and I mention this, by the way, on every episode. Haaland, obviously, I'm going to just assume that everyone has him. Um, Foden, at 4.6 million, has sort of come flying back out of nowhere, so he's been a bit out of favour recently. had a few knocks and stuff like that, but Foden's got back into the team and he's scoring goals, he's assisting, getting star man and he looks like he could be a complete, completely credible pick again um, for March and some people went really early as well so Kevin De Bruyne was ill um, and missed a couple of games, I think it was two games Kevin De Bruyne missed and a few people I've seen Took the incentive to bring Foden straight back in as a punt. And that one's paid off massively. I think he's got 30-odd points now from the uh, last two games. He got a goal and assist against Bournemouth. Um, He got a goal against Bristol. They've given him two goals, even though I think the second one really should have been an own goal. Um, We've seen earlier in the week that they've gone back and given Rashford an own goal. They've been really muddled in whether or not they give goals to these strikers in this um, situation and it's been really inconsistent so a little bit annoying but they've given him two goals against Bristol he's had back-to-back starts now and he's just eaten into Grealish and Morris's minutes now at the minute so uh, one thing I looked at as well for Foden he's got 12 goals and six assists for the season um, which is ridiculous It's more than Morris at the minute um, obviously he's just scored a few goals and got a couple of assists in the games recently but where he hasn't been playing that recently and he, he had a bit where he wasn't playing in the before the world cup he didn't play much after the world cup the bulk of Foden's goals and assists must have come really early in the season um, so he's still right up there with his attacking returns and if he can find some form again and um, could be a really good pick just the only thing to consider is Pep Roulette and he might be rotated with Mares and Greenish, but I do think you have to sort of get on these players while they're hot. And at 4.6 million, um, that does look good value from uh, for Phil Foden. Mares at 6 million. He's a player that I've got in my teams. Um, he's got 12 goals and 5 assists now. Um, that, actually, that went up to 6 assists yesterday against Bristol. I didn't update this. So 12 goals, 6 assists. Um, his last 5 average um, was around 4.6. Um, so still a really good player to own. But he might now get slightly less minutes with Foden. Um, initially, earlier in the season, it seemed like it was Foden and Grealish that were fighting it out over that left-hand side spot. But now Foden's playing off the right as well and eating into Mares' minutes. So, great to own, but Man City now have got less fixtures. And if you're picking Foden, Grealish, Mares, you've got to accept there's a good chance that they're not going to play all five. Then on to Kevin De Bruyne then. So, £7.3 million, Um and he'd been a little bit disappointing. Um, so, and it wasn't really for any fault of his own, to be honest. Um, but he had the two missing games earlier this month um, in February due to illness. Uh, and at 7.3 million, it's so frustrating if you have a player that ends up missing games. Um, like I said, some people took him out for Mahrez, which is, uh, for Foden, which is brilliant. That was a really good transfer. But personally, I just thought with Kevin De Boina. if I take him out. I'm going to want him back in. And then I'm going to have to use a transfer for it. So I've kept De Bruyne. And luckily he did get a goal against Bristol yesterday. So he's on five goals and 18 assists now. Um, But I know it was disappointing when he had those two blanks when he was ill. But before those blanks, um, he had 15 points and eight points with back-to-back Starman awards. So he still is a really, really good pick. He's expensive. He's been a little bit frustrating this year. But his numbers are still ridiculous. And if he can keep... Chipping away with some extra goals, um, I think he still could be a really good pick. Um, Obviously, five goals, it was four goals um, before yesterday, was a little bit disappointing. He had 18 assists, which you only get the two points for, so it would have been nice if he got a few more goals this season, but I still would be really reluctant to sell um, Kevin De Bojner at the minute, so I'm going to keep him on this list. But then coming on to defence, it doesn't really feel like a great month. Um, to target Man City defenders they did get the clean sheet points against Bristol City and they they played a really strong lineup as well against Bristol City so they did get the clean sheet points there but before that um, they'd kept before Bristol City they'd kept two clean sheets in the last 10 games so that's up to three clean sheets in the last 10 but with the fixtures they had um, you really did expect a bit more from them And now they've got so many defenders that it's really difficult to choose um, the right pairing. I've put down that I think that Ake um, is probably the best option. He does seem to be getting a lot of minutes at the minute. And then Ruben Diaz is now, since he's been back from injury, he does seem to be starting a lot of games. Um, But Diaz is really quite expensive for what he is. Ake is probably a more reasonable price, but it's just whether or not you think they're going to get these clean sheets. Newcastle at home. I think they might have even conceded um, three against Newcastle in the last fixture. So that's not a guaranteed one. Crystal Palace, I do like that fixture for clean sheets. RB Leipzig at home, that one might be okay. Leipzig scored one against them in the other fixture. Um, We'll have to wait and see what the FA Cup fixture's like. But then Liverpool at home as well. Liverpool are more than capable enough of scoring against City. So it's a bit of a mixed bag and a bit with Maris, Foden and um, Grealish. If you do pick a defender for this run of five games, there's a good chance that they're going to maybe be dropped uh, or benched for at least one or maybe two of these. So it's going to be a really hard pick. They are good, but you've got to have a crystal ball to predict them. Then on to Spurs then. So don't have that many players to target for Spurs at the moment. Far um, the obvious one in Harry Kane. But we'll start with their fixtures. They are away at Wolves in the first game, they are home to AC Milan in that Champions League second leg, they face Forest at home, Um, that that game against Southampton could be postponed or it could be a blank, um, depending on whether or not they go through in the FA Cup, Um, and then they face Everton away, so I do think this is actually a really good run of fixtures to be honest, so we'll have to maybe consider that Southampton game um, written off potentially, but Wolves away, AC Milan at home, Forest at home, and then Everton away. They do look like some good fixtures. Um, defensively, they do look quite good. Spurs have had two back-to-back clean sheets, but it's really hard to choose the um, Spurs defenders at the minute. So we're going to start with Harry Kane um, up front at 8 million. He's got 20 goals and 5 assists this season so far. Um, and I had a look and I was surprised to see he'd only actually had 4 star man awards, um, which was, yeah... Four-star man awards in a team where he's uh, near enough a one-man team, in my opinion. Um, I thought four-star mans was pretty strange. But he has had 20 ratings, which is pretty big still. Uh, if deciding between Salah and Kane, this seems to be like the big question at the minute, because Rashford's on fire. Harland is just Harland. So if you have three strikers, it looks like it will be between Kane and Salah who to choose. I think it looks like Kane's got the better fixtures for March. Salah does potentially have an extra game, depending on how the FA Cup fixtures go. But Salah will face the likes of Real Madrid, Man United, uh, Manchester City and Chelsea. So, tough fixtures for Salah. Um, and Kane's fixtures do look fairly good. With Forrest. Forrest are conceding goals now. Um, Wolves away. Everton, they scored a few against Everton in the last fixture. So, Everton away. So, there are some fairly good fixtures there for Spurs. Um, So Kane is a good option and at least for the start of March I think that Kane probably has the better fixtures than Salah So I'd be looking at Salah, um, I'd be looking at Kane over Salah And especially in those first couple of fixtures where Kane doubles and Salah doesn't When it comes to defence, I'm not feeling this myself But this is because I was personally scarred earlier in the season But Emerson, Royale at 4 million He's had back-to-back Starman awards now um he's got two goals and two assists for the season, but it's just not for me. So they're looking better at the back. Um but personally I know you shouldn't be scarred by these players and you should give them a fresh start. But I owned Emerson Royale at the start of the season. Um I looked into his numbers and thought he'd been pretty good. When I put him in, he got minus points three games in a row and got that red card against Arsenal. So For me, he's written off for this season. It'll take a little bit more to forgive him, but he could be up there if you fancy it. Then coming on to Liverpool then, so Mohamed Salah is going to be the place I start here. So he's 8.3 million. Um, He scored points in all of his last four games, so he still is performing fairly well at the minute, even though Liverpool haven't been at their best. Um, He's got one star man, two goals and two assists in his last four games so doing pretty well and then 18 goals eight assists for the season Um, so I do still expect him to score fairly well in this run the decision is just do you think he's going to score more than Harry Kane that's the tougher one Um, the only thing I would consider so although these fixtures do look quite tough on paper for Liverpool Man United at home Bournemouth away looks like a good one but then Real Madrid away um, that Fulham game's blanked now that one's uh called off so they lose a fixture there man city away and then chelsea away the only thing i would say about these tougher fixtures is Salah did pretty well even though um ravage done them pretty badly in the last um last leg of the champions league tie salah still scored and i think he assisted in that game as well so i still think that liverpool do have the potential to score in these games sometimes they do better against teams that do come out and play against them. So City will play against them. Man United will still probably be quite open. Real Madrid will be open. I still think there's a good chance for um, a player like Salah to get goals and assists in this run of fixtures. It's more the defensive side, which is a little bit of a worry. So I still wouldn't blame you if you decided to go with Salah for this run of games. Um, Man United, Bournemouth, Real Madrid, Man City and Chelsea. Well, Chelsea haven't quite been the team that they've previously been as well so I would still potentially pick Salah. Trent 4.9 million so I've had some good uh, good times with Trent recently Um, so 4.9 million Um, obviously I think that conceding five goals against Real Madrid really has um, skewed the opinion on Liverpool's defence and distracted people a little bit on Liverpool's defence. I know they haven't been solid by any means but when you look at dream team points They've kept three clean sheets from their last four games. So, yep, they conceded five against Real Madrid. Some of the players got minus four points. But a player like Trent got massive points either side of that. So, I still don't think it's completely off the table to rule out a player like Trent Alexander Arnold. I obviously wouldn't be going big on the Liverpool defence. But Trent does have the ability to get those attacking returns, goals, assists. He's taking all the set pieces. Um, he could have scored a free kick the other day if Henderson didn't um, header it clear so I think that Trent is still a fairly good option and I know people might not disagree but I still quite like Trent Um, and then his average rating for the season as well Um, his average rating from who scored is 6.9 even when Liverpool have been defending poorly he's getting decent ratings so there's always a chance that you could still get some points off him Um, and then he's got a total of 97 points which is actually only 20 points off of the likes of um, Luke Shaw, who's like the third highest defender in the game at the minute. So even though Liverpool aren't doing that well in defence, Trent is still right up there, and I still think he is an option if you uh, if you do fancy it. In terms of other players from Liverpool, though, you've got quite a lot of attacking options now. You've got Firmino, you've got Jota, you've got Gakpo, you've got Darwin Nunes. Um Luis Diaz, I think, is down as a midfielder, but he's due to come back fairly soon. I'm going to avoid any other strikers, um, just because I think there's too much rotation. Darwin Nunez has had a bit of injury problems lately. Jota's back. Firmino's back. I think Salah's probably the only one that's guaranteed to play every game. And then with the others, I think there's a good chance that they'll either be rotated mid-game or rotated in general. So I would avoid the other Liverpool strikers for the moment. I probably wouldn't even consider any other Liverpool defenders to be honest at the minute. I think Trent has that upside, but some of the other defenders from Liverpool you're probably relying on clean sheets and I'm not sure how many I think they'll get in this run. So obviously Robertson at 3.8 million if he was anywhere near how he'd been in previous seasons that looks like ridiculous value um, at 3.8. Virgil van Dijk obviously hasn't been the way the player he's been previously. Um yeah, I just think that I would go with Trent over any of these options, really. And if you did want to look at Robertson at £3.8 million, I just think you'd maybe better spend that money on Arsenal defence or Manchester United defence. And on to West Ham then. So I'm going to start with Bowen at £3.8 million. Um, see, this is quite a good run of fixtures. They have Brighton away. They have AEK Larnaca They have Aston Villa at home. They have the return leg at home against Larnaca. Man City away that one's postponed so we don't have to worry about that one now uh, it could be an FA Cup fixture if West Ham can beat Man United um, then they have Southampton at home and Newcastle at home so a bit of a mixed bag there but still they've got the volume of fixtures and well especially if they go through in the um, FA Cup against Man United they could still have a possible seven fixtures so that does look fairly good. Um, Bones the one I would realistically look at um, so he has a good chance of start pretty much all of these fixtures if they do have seven um, probably will get a rest in a few of them maybe the Europa League conference games I'm starting to think from my point of view if you're in West Ham's position in the league at the minute how much do you actually need to go for that Europa League conference I know it's nice but if you're right down there mixing up near the relegation zone (sighs) I think I'd just focus on winning those Premier League games, to be honest. So maybe there'll be rotation in the Europa League conference. We'll wait and see what Moyes does. But Bowen at 3.8. He's got eight goals, four assists this season. And if he's anything like last season, I know he didn't start this season as well, but last season he got 18 goals and 14 assists. So if he can start to reach somewhere similar to that form again, I think he could be a really good pick for March. Um, And he's hit double figures three times in his last six games with 18 points 13 points and 10 points um, so I do think that Bowen really could be a good one to target I don't know if I'm going to do it myself um, but I do think he is a really good option Danny Ings at 3.2 million obviously they've got good fixture volume and fairly good fixtures but realistically with Danny Ings's injury record I think if I was Moyes I would only be playing him in those Premier League fixtures prioritise the Premier League and having your goal scorer keep you up, keep you in the league. I don't know if I'm being harsh, but I do think that they were, they've been better recently, but they were in amongst it. So I still think they need to focus on getting their league position up and they need Danny Ings for that. Um, Would I be starting him in the Europa League with his injury record? Probably not. So I think that we're probably only going to see Danny Ings play um, sort of one fixture a week, to be honest. I can't see him playing in all of these. Then on to Brighton then. So they're back as an option with their um, good amount of games in March. So they have West Ham at home, Leeds away, Crystal Palace at home. Um, That game against Man United is now going to be rescheduled and they'll have an FA Cup fixture to be announced there. Then they have Brentford at home and Bournemouth away. So pretty good fixtures actually for Brighton. Um, And that puts Matoma back on the table. Um, 3.5 million. Obviously if you watch quite regularly you'll know that I had him previously. Seven goals, three assists for the season, and eighty-four points, and he got another assist in the FA Cup against Stoke. So, still a really good pick, Matoma. Three point five million, though he's gone up in price quite a lot, so that is something to consider. But I do think for this run of games, he could be another good one to have in your team. And then Sonny March, three point four million. There's not much in it between the two of them actually. So. 0.1 in price difference. March has five goals, six assists for the season, but he has slightly more points. He has four more points than Matoma at 88. But I do think Matoma slightly edges it for me. It does look like a decent run in defence for Brighton. Um, I would say Esther Pinion would be the best player to target in defence at 3 million, but he has had a knock in that last game. He didn't play yesterday. He got a knock in in the Premier League. So I'd just keep an eye and see if he will be available. See what his fitness is like before bringing him in. But he does have seven assists for the season. So by far the most attacking returns from this Brighton defence. And if you wanted to go for it but you don't quite have the money, Dunk at £2.3 is an option. But I don't feel that enthusiastic about it, to be honest, that one. Then on to Newcastle, then. So I don't have as much enthusiasm about Newcastle at the moment. Um, Kieran Trippier at 6.5 million. He's now starting to look a bit expensive. Um, His Starman machine and ratings machine. Um, but he has only got 2.5, uh, 2.4 points over the last five games now. And Newcastle are experiencing a little bit of a dip. Um, Trippier has been. Fairly reliable scoring against the big teams, which is fairly good because they face Man City uh, away in this run of games. They also face Man United at home. So it starts with Man City away. They have Wolves at home, Forest away, Man United at home, and then West Ham away. So okay fixtures with Wolves and Forest, but they're sandwiched between Man City and Man United, which are going to be two tough games. Um, Obviously they did just get beat by Man United in the Carabao Cup final as well And West Ham are looking a little bit better at the minute So I don't think the fixtures look great Kieran Trippier is probably the only person I would either keep or consider having I probably wouldn't be bringing him especially But I wouldn't look to ship him out specifically if I had him already Um, His points against the top um, 6 teams or the big 6 have been fairly good previously Um, So I've just put a little graphic in the bottom left here. But against City last time out, um, he got a 7.5 rating, a goal and 5 points. Um, He didn't get get a rating against Liverpool, uh, but got 6.9. And that was in the first fixture. He actually did go on to get a rating and closely to get Starman in the last time they faced Liverpool too. So I haven't added that one there. Um, Against Man United, he got 13 points and Starman. Against Spurs, he got 8.2, um, 8 points star Starman. And against Chelsea and Arsenal, he got assists in both games, 13 points and 7 points. So I wouldn't rule it out just because he's playing Man City and Man United that he won't get the Starman or he won't get attacking returns. It just doesn't look that great when you are looking at fixtures. So Trippier is the only one that I would really consider from Newcastle having in my team at the minute. But as a disclaimer, I don't have him in my top two teams at the moment. Then on to Chelsea, Um, so this is a tough one, because I actually think the fixtures look quite good for Chelsea. Leeds at home, Borussia Dortmund at home in the second leg of the Champions League. They face Leicester away, Everton at home, Villa at home, and Liverpool at home. So they've got five out of their six games are all to be played at home. So that is something to be in, uh, in their favor, but they've got no wins in their last six games um Thiago Silva is now out injured as well for a little while so that's going to make the defense less solid and there's just so much rotation as well at Chelsea so the only person I'm going to highlight is Reece James 5.7 million the reason I've put him here is because I was actually looking towards bringing in Reece James back in February but I had my eye on this run of fixtures for bringing him in but I didn't anticipate that things were going to go so badly for them in terms of results so I do think Reece James could be a good good option, but it's gone from being looking good to being a fairly big punt now on current form. Um, but if they do turn it around, this is going to be the run of fixtures to do it in. Um, but the only thing with Rhys James, you can get those attacking returns, but now Thiago Silva is out injured, I still worry for their clean sheet points as well. So, um, so Rhys James, 5.7, probably going to be the only one that I would look to bring in. But I must say, I have been put off by their uh, recent form, to be honest with you. Um, As as it goes for midfielders and attackers, I'm not going to put any down, to be honest with you, uh, unless things drastically change with their form. Midfield and attack, there's just so much rotation, and they only scored one goal in February. Um, So for me, the attack and midfield, although the fixtures are good, I would have to see something major before I decided to bring them in. The only thing that might Might change my mind is, um, and I don't want him to be sacked. I think they should. I honestly do think they should stick with Potter, um, especially through this run to turn things around. But knowing Chelsea, if they did bring in a new manager, these would be really good fixtures for a new manager bounce. So, if they did bring in a new manager, I think I, I still might consider bringing in an attacker or midfielder. But it is a massive punt. Then I'm gonna go on to Brentford, but this one. This has changed since I made the uh, since I made the slide. So I thought a punt on Tony would be lovely for this run of fixtures. So Fulham at home, Everton away, Southampton away, Leicester at home, Brighton at home, and then Man United away. So some g- good fixtures there for um, Brentford and for Ivan Tony, who's been doing really well this season. But I just think it's a bit risky because he's just pleaded guilty to his betting charges. So God knows what's going to happen there. But... Um, But then again, this came out ages ago and still nothing has been done about it. So whether or not anything happens this season or soon, I'm not sure. Um, But another thing to consider, which I saw from Andy Let's Talk FPL, um, he's two yellow cards away from suspension at the moment. um, And he gets a book in approximately every 2.6 games. Um, So if you do think in this run of fixtures that he could pick up bookings, which is quite likely, He could end up missing a game as well. So there's a few things working against Tony. But I do still think it could be a good one. The only thing that puts me off is that I'm pretty certain that I'm going to stick with Haaland, Rashford and either Kane or Salah. But if you are chasing, I think I still would look at taking a punt on Tony potentially. Then Leicester City. So they face Southampton away, Chelsea at home. Then they've got Brentford away, Crystal Palace away and Villa away. So their fixtures do look good towards the end of this run. Um, Madison though, he's been out injured for the last game I do think he's a good option when fit But he has struggled with his fitness this season There are a few good other options like Ineacho or Harvey Barnes But to be honest, I just think those attacking um, attacking slots There's just much better options out there at the minute And Madison is quite off-putting at that higher price I still think the likes of Bruno Fernandes The Man City midfielders And even Saka and Erdegaard Still, in my opinion, will be better Picks, but if you are chasing and you wanted someone that's a bit different, if Madison is fit, I would still look at him potentially. Then a quick look at my team updates. Then, so this is my vlog team uh, I've got David De Gea in goal, Trent Alexander Arnold, Luke Shaw, and Ake in defense. So De Gea got me four points, Trent's got me five, Luke Shaw's got me nine, and Ake got me 11 with that final clean sheet from Bristol City. Eventually, um, we have been waiting for that one for a while. Uh, Bruno Fernandes in midfield got me three points. De Bruyne has got me eight points. He grabbed a goal. Mare's got an assist, so he's on five points. And Saka has blanked for me so far this week. Rashford up front, 13 points. He got gifted that goal that was initially an own goal. Salah up front has got me the three points. And Haaland up front has got me the eight. So 69 points for the game week. Uh, my total points is now up to 1,694. And my overall rank... Was at 1.1k. My target was 1k, and now I'm down to 863rd, so inside the top 1k. Happy about that, and looking to see where I can go from here. And transfers remaining, I've got one left this month um, with 1.6 in the bank. Um, The transfers that I've got in mind for March, um, obviously I can make one still in February, and then I'm going to keep an eye on March, obviously. Um, would be either Salah back to Harry Kane for that double game week he has next week and some fairly good fixtures as well. And Ake, I know he has kept that clean sheet against Bristol, but I'm starting to think I might want to bring in an Arsenal defender in his place. Um, So I would be looking at potentially Gabriel in the place of Ake. Um, That is my plans for this team at the moment, Um, but still... Um, filming this on Wednesday so I've still got a little bit of time to think about it but that is what I've got in my head at the moment. Then on to my second best team then so obviously this is after the Tuesday games have taken place. I've got 78 points from this team and helped out by the Man City block which has been crap lately but done all right against Bristol. Uh, Took a game against Bristol City to finally get a clean sheet. Uh, So total points 1,619. Overall rank was 6.1k, has now dropped to 3.8k, and transfers remaining is 1 with 1.8 in the bank. Um, so, David De Gea in goal, I kept the Man United defender here, uh, goalkeeper here, but in defence, I went for a Kanji who got me 7. I've got Walker who got me none. Diaz is on 11, and Ake on 11 for the week midfield's fairly similar. So I've got De Bruyne, Mahrez and Bruno. And then up front, it's the same with Harland and Rashford. But I went for Harry Kane in this team that's got me the eight points. Um, So I'm happy with the front six, to be honest, with this team set up for March. De Bruyne, Mahrez, Bruno, Harland, Kane, Rashford. Um, The decision I'm going to have to make is whether I want to stick with the City defence, with them having less fixtures, or do I want to revert to another block? Um, Obviously, my team previously, that's the one I've got in the mini leagues. And that's my main team that I'm probably going to give the best effort to try and get a low rank. But this one I'm probably going to be chasing now at 3.8k. So do I stick with the Man City block or do I move on to another block? But it will cost me a lot of transfers. So I'll have to use one from this allocation and then potentially four from the next um, if I wanted to go for a full block. So yeah, that's the question I'm going to have in this one. Do I stick with Man City block? Or do I maybe use four transfers to go to like a, an Arsenal block instead, for example? I'm still deciding. I don't want to do the Man, uh, Man United block because that one is quite highly owned already. So it's either stick with Man City block or move to the Arsenal block for this one. Let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, I still haven't decided on this team. That is everything for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. If you've taken anything valuable from it at all, please do like and subscribe to the channel if you don't already. And if you are listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. Thanks for watching and we will see you on the next episode. Sports Social Podcast Network.